David, back again with another episode of Blood and Fire Radio Podcast. This is episode number 85. Uh, I was planning on bringing this one to you guys a little bit early, but uh, we got hit with some crazy winter weather in Texas, which is kind of unheard of uh, for, for this area, especially kind of this time of year. I know it's still February, but typically if we get something bad, it's kind of early December or something like that. We don't really get too much stuff uh this time of year but yeah we got hit with some pretty good snow which was fun for the kids and all that but then uh it overwhelmed our power grid and uh water supply and all that kind of stuff so we had to conserve electricity and conserve water uh lots of people were without power for days and days so didn't really feel right for me to sit here and record an episode. You know, I did have power and water the entire time, thankfully. But yeah, I didn't feel right about recording an episode while everybody else was freezing their asses off in a dark house with no power. So I decided to do my part and wait it out. So looks like I'm just kind of sticking to the same schedule. So, all right, uh, we're going to jump into this episode with something pretty uh, heavy-hitting straight away, as I often like to do. This band is out of Belgium. They've been around since 2016. They're called Schizophrenia, and they've kind of been making waves in the uh, kind of thrash um, scene these days. They feature uh, their drummer is actually also the drummer for Butcher, um, and they have that song, uh, an album, whatever, 666 Goats. Uh, pull my chariot i think is what it's called something like that um but that's a great band as well but yeah um i first heard about this band with their uh, most recent ep being promoted pretty heavily uh, on certain like thrash uh, facebook groups that i'm a part of and things like that Uh, they just released an ep called voices on january 31st of 2020 and so i've kind of been seeing stuff over the last few months of people kind of bringing it up as their best of 2020 lists and things like that um i had never heard of them and never heard the ep either so i went back and checked it out and it's really good it was released independently and it's their debut release so they're working on a full length now uh but they're unsigned and currently kind of managing their own Bandcamp pages and and uh, personally being the ones packing up and shipping out merch and stuff like that so they're still definitely kind of in the uh, infancy of their existence but uh, it's really good and it definitely falls into more of a, what's what's called the brutal thrash genre. Um, very fast-paced, very thick production. Um, it's a very clean production as well, very punchy. But the vocals are more harsh, kind of more the raspy delivery. Um, and the, it's just riffs, riffs, riffs. And the riffs are really good. And the pace is really fast. And it kind of reminds me of uh, like old... 80s uh, creator albums but with a more pristine modern production but uh, I think they have a pretty bright future ahead of them as far as uh, in the thrash scene and all that Um, but yeah this EP is short and sweet but it's really good and it just comes at you all guns blazing and it just doesn't let up for the whole EP but uh, I enjoyed it a lot so here we go let's kick it off from Belgium this is Schizophrenia with Structure of Death
All right, that was Schizophrenia with Structure of Death. Again, that uh, EP is called Voices, and they released it independently, so you can find that on their Bandcamp page. Uh, really good stuff, really great riffing, and they're just so tight. Everything's so tight about that song and that whole EP, um, and I know they're working on their full length now, so I'll be keeping an eye out for that for sure. Uh, all right, we're going to jump to the Netherlands here. This band is uh, is somewhat of a legendary uh, death doom band that's been around since 87. I'm, of course, talking about Asphyx. And they just released a new record on January 22nd of this year, so it's just uh, really it's about to be a month old. It's their 10th album overall. It's called Necroceros, and it came out on Century Media Records. And this is the second one uh, with their current drummer, old Bob uh, Bob Backus, the original founding member. He left the band and was replaced, um, and the current guy they have is fine. But uh, it's one of those things where Bob was never, you know, the strongest drummer in the world, but his style is part of what, <laughs> what became identifiable with uh, Asphyx. So him not being there, they have, you know, somebody who's probably a more technically proficient drummer, but to me it just doesn't quite sound the same. And really, ever since Eric Daniels left on guitar, it hasn't sounded the same to me. But um, didn't really like the last album at all. The last album was called Incoming Death. Um, I did. Uh, I do like the band, of course, so I made sure to give this a listen when it came out, and I do like this better. Um, to me, a couple albums ago, Death Hammer, that one was just like a masterpiece of an album. Um, but yeah, this, this one here, it doesn't reach that level, but it is better than uh, Incoming Death. So uh, I'm happy to, uh, to hear that it's kind of somewhat returning back to the sound that I like. Uh, from this band so again records called Necroceros and it came out on January 22nd so uh, if you haven't heard it yet be sure and check it out they do tend to kind of up the pace a bit more than Asphyx used to in the past um, it used to be a little more doomy they kind of mix it up these days but uh, they, they pepper in some faster songs more so than they used to but uh, I'm going to play uh, one of the more meaty kind of slower ones here this one uh, stood out to me as uh, just really having a kick-ass song title is what <laughs> drew me to it initially, but it's a really good song, uh, so I'm going to play it now. So off of Necroceros, this is Asphyx with Mount Skull.
right, there we go. That was Asfix from the Netherlands with Mount Skull. A pretty, uh, pretty meaty, pretty mighty song from the new record. Uh, we're going to jump to Sweden now. This is a band that um, was kind of uh, brief as far as its existence under this name. The band is Nihilist, and uh, they would probably still be called Nihilist now if uh, they didn't if they grew some balls and just kicked out the member that they wanted to kick out, but uh, it's a pretty funny story with them. Nihilist is the band that was the precursor to uh, Entombed, and of course Entombed being one of the, you know, godfathers of that Stockholm Swedish death metal sound of the late 80s, early 90s. Um, but Nihilist was the band that came before it, and it uh, featured uh, Johnny Hedlund, who would later go on to form Unleashed, and of course he's still the uh, front man and bass player for Unleashed. But he uh, was playing in Nihilist, and um, they recorded uh, several demos, and were really kind of gaining a, a good reputation in the scene, and I guess they were kind of butting heads with Johnny and wanted him gone. But nobody kind of had the guts to just kick him out, so they formed this plan, basically, where they uh, pretended to break up. So they pretty much told Johnny, like, hey man, we're just not going to do the band anymore, and we're just breaking the band up. So he's like, oh, okay. So then he went off and started doing his own thing and forming uh, Unleashed and stuff like that. And then the other guys just kind of uh, regrouped a little bit later on without Johnny and changed the name to Entombed. So it's all the exact same guys, but that was just their workaround to get rid of Johnny, pretty much. But um, I'm going to play something off of one of their demos from 89. They only existed from 87 to 89 before disbanding and then, you know, reforming again under the name uh, Entombed. But uh, their demos were kind of legendary in the local scene, especially. Um, they were all released independently, but uh, since then they've been released in like compilation form. They kind of put all these demos together for people to hear. Um, this demo was called But Life Goes On, came out in 89, and I believe Johnny... I'm not sure if Johnny ever did any vocals in Nihilist, but I know on this particular demo it has him listed as just being the bass player, and at this point they had already uh, enlisted old LG Petrov... Uh, on vocals, so I think this has LG singing and has Johnny playing bass, but uh, those demos are great. I mean, the songs are really good. They're rough to listen to, of course, but um, you can definitely, it's fun to listen to these demos and kind of hear that foundation being laid for what would become this, you know, Stockholm uh, sound, this Stockholm scene. Uh, so yeah, definitely a, a legendary piece of work here and deserves to be shared, so... Off of the But Life Goes On demo, this is Nihilist with Shreds of Flesh.
from Sweden with Shreds of Flesh uh, definitely laid the groundwork for what would become uh, Entomb's debut album but those were great demos I mean considering the time and everything uh, I think that sounded really good uh, alright we're going to jump to Los Angeles California here in the old USA this is a band that is kind of uh, a cult classic a legendary band that hasn't really released much in the way of albums been around since 87 which is hard to believe the band is sadistic intent and for the longest time i thought sadistic intent was a hardcore band um like i, I thought they were kind of legends in that scene and i've never heard them and i never bothered checking them out and it truly i always thought they had a cool logo but i knew nothing else about the band and it wasn't until this is kind of embarrassing that it took this long for me to even know but the last Urgahal album that was released as like a tribute to their uh, deceased singer they had all these songs that consisted of some of his riffs and stuff like that but they had uh, just a revolving door of guest vocalists uh, singing on these tunes one of the tunes had the singer from sadistic intent and i was like wait what that sounds odd you know because again i thought sadistic intent was like a hardcore band or something so I listened to the track and it was great and the dude's vocals were great and they just kind of fit right in with this black metal stuff and I was like okay am I missing something here with sadistic intent so I looked into it and I was like well geez like I, I totally had been just bypassing their stuff for years and years because it just I thought they were in a totally different subgenre that I'm just not a fan of but um, upon listening to their stuff I'm just like damn this is good and it's right up there with, you know, Possessed and bands like that, as far as I'm concerned. Just real kind of thrashy, like black and thrash, kind of death metal-y, and it, it all kind of blends it all together uh, really well. But it's the, the Cortez brothers are kind of the foundation of that band, and then they've kind of had uh, other members join them along the way. But they released three demos and four EPs, and that's, that's it. I don't think they've released any full-length albums at all up to this point in their existence and it's been you know what 30 34 years going on 34 years with no albums so that's why they're kind of this underground classic but um but yeah i'm embarrassed that it took me that long to to listen to them and get into them but uh, it's really good stuff so i'm gonna play something off of their third ep out of four uh i'm gonna play something off of the ancient black earth ep 
Uh, this was only limited to 500 copies, and it was released through Dark Realm Records, but um, I'm going to play the title track off of it. So it's kind of cool. Like They're, they're kind of like Mayhem in that sense, where there's just not a lot of output at all, but they've just kind of got this, uh, res- this respect you know, in the scene. Um, but they have the material to, to back it up. You know, There's not a ton of it, but the quality of it is great. So here we go off of their Ancient Black Earth EP. This is Sadistic Intent with Ancient Black Earth.
Sadistic Intent from Los Angeles with Ancient Black Earth. Really good stuff, and I'm still just ashamed that <laughs> I didn't really know anything about them. Didn't bother checking it out until uh, recent years. Um, Alright, we're going to go to Auckland, New Zealand here. This is a new death metal band that's been out since uh, 2019. So they're pretty fresh, but they're definitely following suit with uh, some of their fellow countrymen. Uh, that New Zealand scene is, you know, one that I've talked about a lot as far as uh, uh, having a lot of bands that I guess are part of the uh, new subgenre called old school death metal, like the OSDM, which the that kind of frustrates me because the bands that they tend to include in under that label, they don't sound old school to me at all. It sounds like a, an offshoot, an evolution of a different, you know, form of death metal or whatever. Like, it doesn't sound like older death metal to me at all, so it's just kind of strange that they keep referring to it as old-school death metal. But that, um, you know, the that term, the way we understand it today, basically, is uh, the type of death metal that I like, which is when it's kind of more primitive riffing. Uh, the production's usually kind of rough. Uh, it's usually sh just completely drenched in reverb, especially on the vocals and stuff. So it just sounds like uh, a bunch of cavemen playing death metal in a cavern somewhere. And, uh, excuse me, I have to keep, uh, <laughs> it's, it's embarrassing. I have to keep leaning away from the microphone to, like, burp, because I typically will just have, like, a cup of tea or something while I'm doing this. I used to drink beer, um, like, all the time while I would be recording these, and I haven't done that in ages. I always have, like, hot drinks because my voice gets strained, you know, because I'm an old man. But I decided to have a Guinness tonight, so I'm not used to having the having the beer while I'm recording, so I'm burping. Um, but anyways, I'm going to play something off of this band's second EP. It's their most recent release. The band is called Soul Void, and uh, this EP is called Sacraments of Death. But I've been hearing good things about them and hadn't checked them out until uh, recently. And uh, it's not it doesn't blow me away, but it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It definitely falls right in line with uh, the other you know, output from New Zealand, I would say. But, um, but yeah, this was released in October of 2020 on Elimination Records, and uh, again, this is their second EP. They have an older one than this, but um, it's not bad. I like this one a lot, and there's a little clip at the beginning that I thought was pretty cool. So here we go. Off of Sacraments of Death, this is Soul Void with Malignant Entity. I am what you call a person's nightmare because of... The way I project myself, people think they can get by. And then all of a sudden, when they wake up, it's too late. They already hit the stop sign. And that's a dead stop.
right, that was Soul Void from New Zealand. Um, they're actually their production is a little more clean than some of their uh, their New Zealand counterparts, but uh, definitely kind of in the same vein uh, from a musical standpoint. Uh, we're gonna jump to the Ukraine now. This is a band that's been around since 2014, a band that I uh, have heard of and was kind of slacking on checking out. A friend of mine, Mr. Frank. He, uh, he actually sent me a, a playlist that he had made on Spotify consisting of a lot of kind of melodic death metal and melodic black metal stuff. Uh, most of it I've heard. Uh, there was a few bands on there that I have not. This is one that I had heard of uh, many times and always heard good things about but never checked them out. The band is 1914 and um, they sing about war, of course. And um, I... I've always heard good things, and I've always seen them listed on lineups for big festivals uh, with a lot of other bands that I like and stuff like that. So uh, I, I always kind of had a feeling it would be something I would probably enjoy whenever I do check it out. So I did uh, give it a listen and uh, found that it reminded me very much of kind of later uh, God Dethroned albums, um, which coincidentally are also about war and World War One more specifically. But um, but yeah, they kind of go for a more melodic and epic vibe, um, especially with the choruses and things on those later God Dethroned records, so I kind of get that same vibe uh, from this band. Um, I'm going to play something off of the second album. I can't remember if they have a third full length yet. I know they have two albums and like an EP for sure, maybe even a split. I think it's a split. But I'm going to play something off of the uh, second album. It's the one that I recognized the most just from the cover art. I know I had seen this one a lot, uh, probably when it was freshly released. Uh, it's called The Blind Leading the Blind. came out in November of 2018 on Archaic Sound. And uh, yeah, this one jumped out at me a lot. I listened to the, uh, to the entire record uh, last week and uh, really enjoyed it. But this one stood out to me as being a favorite of mine. A little lengthier tune, but I don't mind that one bit. So here we go, off of The Blind Leading the Blind, this is 1914, with High Wood, 75 Acres of Hell.
That was 1914 from the Ukraine with Highwood, 75 Acres of Hell. Uh, that would definitely be a pretty intense live performance, I would guess. That's one band that I wouldn't mind seeing. Although, who knows uh, when I'll ever get to see any band live ever again. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, all right, we're going to jump to Sweden here. Actually, before I jump to Sweden, I want to once again say thank you to uh, to Frank for sending me that uh, playlist and exposing me to this band. Um, keep the recommendations coming. I like that kind of stuff. All right, jumping to Sweden here. This is a band that's been around since 04. I actually played them fairly recently, probably just a couple episodes ago, uh, playing an, a single of theirs uh, that they released before this new album came out. But... Now that the new album is out, I think it is fantastic, and I've heard another song that I really wanted to play. <laughs> so the band is Tribulation. Uh, they've just kind of been improving with each release. Their sound continues to evolve, and um, it becomes less extreme and more refined. And um, But the songs are so catchy and so good, and the guitar work is really, really good. And so yeah, they released their new record called Where the Gloom Becomes Sound. On January 29th of this year, it's their fifth record overall, and that came out on Century Media. And it's a really good record. Uh, whenever it came out, I listened to it twice the first day, and then listened to it again uh, the following day. And uh, it's just, I I've gone back to it a few times since then, and it's really good. And it picks up right where the last one left off. It's not drifting back into heavier or more extreme territory like their older material. It's just kind of continuing to move forward from the last album. So it is kind of, uh, you know, as I said, more refined and melodic and um, almost, almost peaceful in a way, <laughs> if that makes any sense. But I'm going to play the closing track off of the album because I think the guitar work on it is just phenomenal. Although you could say that about pretty much any song uh, on their albums. But uh, I think this is a really good album closer. And uh, it just really stuck out to me as being a great song. It's not one of their singles, um, but it's just a really good tune. So even though I just played them a couple episodes ago, you're getting another dose right now. So off of Where the Gloom Becomes Sound, this is Tribulation with The Wilderness.
that was Tribulation with The Wilderness. Really great song and a really great way to close out that album as well. It's a really good album. If you've been slacking on checking it out, I suggest that you get on it because it's really good, really memorable. Um, All right, we're going to stay in Sweden here. Out of Stockholm, this band has also been around since 2004. It's a black metal band, pretty straightforward black metal band called Valkyria. And they, I always assumed, were kind of more of a like folky kind of a pagan black metal thing but uh, they're actually kind of pretty adamant that that is not their style that's not their thing they're just a very straightforward black metal band it's just coincidental that their name is you know uh, associated with viking culture and things like that but it's not like a folky band but uh, honestly their sound reminds me of uh, of kind of some of the more um, heavy kind of clean production Scandinavian black metal bands like uh, Svartjern or, you know, Onskopt or bands like that, you know, they kind of are in that same vein. So if you like that, you'll probably dig this as well. Uh, they've got four albums up to this point. I'm going to play something off of the most recent. It's called Throne Ablaze that came out in November of 2018 on World Terror Committee. But uh, yeah, like I said, it's very reminiscent of a band like Svartjörn, who I like a lot. Um, it's very straightforward and very intense and the production kind of does uh its thing with the wall of sound it kind of aids in that uh intensity kind of ramping up the intensity um but yeah it's pretty uh pretty in your face and i like it (laughs) so i like this guy's vocals a lot Uh, so here we go off of their fourth record thrown ablaze this is valkyria with transcendental oh jesus i almost completely botched the pronunciation of that (laughs) Transcendental Death.
There we go. That was a great tune called Transcendental Death by Valkyria off of their album Throne Ablaze. Really good stuff. We're going to jump to Norway here. This band's been around since 09. At one point they had uh, Dirge Rep, formerly of uh, Enslaved and Gehenna, uh, on drums for a couple records there. Uh, they used to have the now former singer of uh, Kvelertak. Uh, I think his name is Erland Jelvik. Uh, he's been doing vocals for some time, and then he left, and uh, he's doing his own solo stuff. And then they got uh, Faust, old Bard Faust, formerly of uh, Emperor, and also the drummer of Blood Tsunami. He's now the permanent drummer for them, and he actually drummed on their last full length. That was kind of his debut with the band, I believe. I'm not sure if he drummed on the one prior. Maybe he did. But um, but yes, now they have a brand new vocalist and bassist. And um, so yeah, they're, they're, I guess this is kind of their introduction to this vocalist and bassist. Uh, the band is Djevil. I'm not sure if I mentioned that. I think I did. But uh, yeah, so they just released their uh, most recent album, I want to say like a year ago. It's not that lo- that old, so I don't think that they're they're working on a full length per se right now, but they did this single just to kind of introduce the new member, I guess, and uh, just kind of stay active. Probably wrote it during the pandemic with all the downtime. I am not going to say the name of the song. They have all Norwegian lyrics. And while I can do okay with that, uh, this song title is the longest fucking long, long, long song title that I've ever seen, and I'm not gonna even try that because it's uh, it's really just setting me up for failure, pretty much, if I try to pronounce this. So uh, if you want to hear it, it is on their Spotify. It's kind of the very first thing that comes up on their Spotify as being the newest single, but you'll know it. You'll know it when you see it, because it is by far the longest song title I've seen, uh, short of a, you know, uh, a Nile song or something like that. But, uh, but, but yes, this is actually a really good single, and I think the new singer sounds great, and, um, it, you know, it has me kind of excited for their, uh, their next material. They're one of those bands that, uh, stays really consistent, and the stuff they release is always quality. It always sounds great, uh, even with the, uh, changing members and things like that. So, yes, this was released on January 22nd of this year, and I'm pretty sure they just kind of released it digitally. Um, there's no, you know, physical release being done of just this one song. It's not that long of a song to where it would justify that, but uh, they do have six full-length albums prior to this, and uh, by all accounts, they're working on uh, number seven, so as far as writing goes. Um, so, yes, I'm not going to pronounce this long title, but <laughs> here is the new single from Diebel.
right, that was Dievel from Norway with uh, their new single, the one with the really long title. Uh, that was really good, and I really like that new singer. He has a, a, I mean, definitely has a different delivery than his predecessors, but I think he fits right in with their sound. Uh, all right, we're going to jump to Finland here. This is a three-piece band that's been around since 2011, initially forming as a punk band of sorts and then evolving into uh, more of a thrashy uh, project from there. They kind of label themselves as black and thrash, but it does still retain that kind of punkish spirit and energy to it. Uh, but there's some really good riffing there, and I like this guy's vocals a lot, but really it's just the energy of it um, I, I really like. It's one of those things where I, I'd like to see them live and just see what kind of reaction they get out of the crowd, because I imagine it would be pretty frenzied while they're playing. But the uh, band is called Bone Hunter, and they have released three albums and an EP. Uh, the EP's the most recent release. I'm going to play something off of their third full-length called Children of the Atom, that came out in September of 2018 on Hell's Headbangers. Um, and I, I don't think I've played anything um, from Hell's Headbangers in quite a while. So uh, it's nice to get them back in the fold. But uh, yeah, this album is very fast and furious and very intense. But I just like the guitar work. And I think this guy's vocal delivery is great. And uh, it's just a nice change of pace tune for the episode. So here we go. Some nice kind of punkish, black and thrash fast and furious so here we go off of children of the atom this is bone hunter with the reek of the reaper's scythe
go. That's Bone Hunter from Finland with The Reek of Reaper's Scythe. That's off of their album Children of the Atom. I think that's great. Um, definitely hits the spot when I'm in the mood for some just kind of fast, thrashy, <laughs> thrashy stuff like that. Uh, I haven't been shy about the fact that I am still very much a thrash fan, so uh, it is still kind of a steady part of my uh, my weekly listening. Whenever I'm working from home and stuff like that, I always have my little Bluetooth speaker on and I'm just listening to random playlists and bands and podcasts and all kinds of stuff. So, All right, this is another three-piece that we're jumping to here from Oregon in the USA. They've been around since 2017. They're called Diabolic Oath, and I really didn't know anything about them other than the fact that there was a band from Oregon that I really liked that was just kind of right up my alley with that kind of just drenched in reverb, um, just kind of atmospheric death metal, um, that style, and they were called Shroud of the Heretic. And I've played them on the podcast before, and I thought uh, that they were fantastic, and by the time I got into them... They had already disbanded, so they only existed for a couple years, and uh, they disbanded, and I really didn't know anything about the members or what they were doing since, or the reason why they disbanded, or any of that kind of stuff, but um, I had had it on the back burner for a long time that I really wanted to buy a Shroud of the Heretic uh, shirt from their Bandcamp page, and it's one of those things where I can always think of a million other things that I need to buy instead of getting another band shirt, but uh, whenever we got some some old government stimulus money during the pandemic here. Um, I put most of that to good use, but then decided I would treat myself to a shirt, so I got a Shroud of the Heretic shirt. But they screwed up, and they sent it to a a wrong address or something like that, and it got uh, returned back to the sender, so he emailed me and said, hey, totally screwed up, but I'm fixing it, and I'm sending it to the right address now, and I'm going to go ahead and include a copy of uh, the new CD from our other band that we started called Diabolic Oath. So I was like, oh, okay, and I had never heard of that. I didn't know that that's what they went on to do. I think it's two of the members from Shroud of the Heretic, and then there's a third guy um, who I'm not familiar with. But So yeah, that was a nice surprise. I received my shirt, and I received this CD for Diabolic Oath, and uh, just kind of threw it in the car and, and had been listening to it in the car, driving to and from, you know, wherever I needed to go. And and it was good. It's not, To me, it's st- still not as good as Shroud of the Heretic, but it's really intense wall of sound death metal. And um, it, it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea because it is so wall of sound. There is so much kind of going on with this mix. Um, but it is still kind of in that same vein. You know, the, vo- the vocals are very low and uh, there's a lot of echo and things, um, but... They do kind of try to ramp up the uh, that wall of sound, you know, big time to try and kind of overwhelm the senses with uh, this intense music. But uh, it's good. I, I haven't taken it out of the car yet. It's still in the CD player, and I keep listening to it while I'm driving around and uh, keep finding more and more things to like about it. Um, but yeah, this was just a nice surprise in general because I didn't know what they were doing since Shroud of the Heretic uh, had stopped. But, um, but yeah, it's nice to know that they've continued on and that they're still kind of doing stuff in this vein. So, uh, but yeah, the album is called Profane Death Exodus and it came out in June of 2020. This is their debut. They actually had two demos prior to this. And, um, I believe it is self-released. Um, I could be wrong on that. I didn't see a label name on the, on the digipack, but, uh, so I'm just led to believe that it's uh, self-released, but 
Um, this one I really enjoyed a lot. There's not very many tunes on the album, but uh, which is good because if there was too many, then uh, I don't think I could listen to an album like this from start to finish uh, if it was a long album. But uh, this one stood out to me as uh, as being one of my favorites so far when I'm listening while I'm driving and all that. So off of Profane Death Exodus, this is Diabolic Oath with Opening the Gates to Blasphemic Domination.
right, that was Diabolic Oath from Oregon with Opening the Gates to Blasphemic Domination. Uh, that actually sounded better to me through the headphones here than it does in the car as far as the mix goes. Like in the car, it can sound a little overwhelming, um, kind of jumbled up, kind of messy. But uh, I can hear things clearer, you know, listening to it here now uh, through the headphones, and, and I like it even better now. But um, really like his vocals, too. Um, okay, we're jumping back to Stockholm, Sweden here. This project has been around since 07. It's a two-piece called Graf Vitnir. And I'm going to play something. They've actually had more albums than I realized. I had heard of them and really never checked out their stuff. Um, and then when I finally looked it up on the old Metal Archives, I saw that they had seven records. And I was like, damn, I had no idea that they had been uh, releasing that much. Um... I think this kind of came into my field of vision uh, through Spotify, and it was just one of those, uh, I was listening to a band, and then with these similar artists or whatever, and they were listed, so I was like, okay, well, I've heard of them, so I'll check it out. I've never listened, but I've heard of them, and really liked it. It's really cold, um, I almost said death metal, it's very cold black metal, kind of thinner guitars, but they have a, a very melodic style of riffing, which isn't that uncommon in black metal, but... Um, it just creates a really nice atmosphere. This guy's vocals are very interesting as well because it's almost kind of a raspy whisper. Like they don't have a real powerful scream, you know, from the gut type sound to it. It's a very kind of a thin, kind of softer, but still harsh and raspy uh, tone to it. You'll, you'll hear what I mean. But um, I'm going to play something off of their seventh record called Death's Wings Widespread. Came out in October of last year through Carnal Records. But uh, it's a really good album, and I have yet to dive back into the previous six full lengths. But um, this album is good enough that it makes me want to uh, to you know check out the rest of the the back catalog there. So, uh, but this is a really good tune on a really good album, and just creates a really nice atmosphere. So, here we go off of Death's Wings Widespread. This is Graf Vitnir with Inner Void.
All right, that was Grafvitnir from Sweden with Inner Void. Really good stuff, and I'm kind of excited. I might try to take some time this week to uh, to look into their back catalog and listen to more of their stuff because I really like this uh, this most recent album a lot. Um, all right, it's that time. I need to finish this up and announce the final song of the episode. So I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, thanks for telling other people about the podcast. You know, if if you want to listen online, you can listen at bloodandfireradio.podbean.com or listen on the free Podbean app, which I highly recommend. Or you can uh, listen on Spotify. The entire catalog of episodes is there, so please find and follow that. Uh, if you have any sort of questions or suggestions or recommendations, things like that, you can email me at bloodandfireradio at gmail.com. And, of course, please find and like the Facebook page because any sort of updates or news or poll questions or things like that uh, are all going to be posted there. So any sort of uh, engagement with the listeners um, is going to be is going to be there. So find that and follow the Facebook page. Um, yeah, I wanted to release this one a little early. The reason being is that, um, like, I share custody of my son with my, my ex-wife, so I have basically been doing these podcasts during the weeks that I have him. So he's already asleep and I'm usually sitting here recording uh, my, my spoken parts. But sometimes I can see on the monitor that he's stirring around a lot while I'm talking. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to try and stagger it and, um, and try to you know flip the schedule, so to speak. So I was planning on releasing this episode uh, last weekend. So that way I could be doing uh, the recording these on the weeks that uh, that he's not here with me, um, but that didn't work out. <laughs> so I'm still on schedule. So some point in the near future I'm going to try and do that. So be on the lookout. You'll probably get uh, a new episode, you know, a week sooner than you anticipated because uh, I'm trying to kind of flip the flip the schedule for myself. Um, but yes, let's close this out. This project, formed in 1991 in Bergen, Norway, is uh, kind of among the uh, the classics of that second wave of black metal. The band is Burzum, and Burzum, of course, comes with a, a load of controversy due to, you know, uh, Varg's personal beliefs and things like that, and the fact that he's just a murderer. <laughs> but, you know, people seem to have less, less issue with that uh, over his political beliefs and things like that. But uh, it cannot be denied that he had a huge influence in that scene just from his music. And uh, his music was much more atmospheric and dark than what was being created at the time, even more so than, uh, than Mayhem. You know, Mayhem had a good atmosphere to it, but um, they hadn't quite gotten it to that level that Burzum was doing, um, you know, by the time 91 rolled around. But Varg was kind of dicking around in some death metal bands and stuff. He played an old funeral for a little while uh, with uh, the guys from Immortal. But he ultimately left that and just kind of resumed his own thing. But um, he recorded all his records in such a short time. And then they kind of all got released, you know, a year or two apart from each other. So it looks like he was going into the studio every couple years and recording and releasing a new album. But in reality, he recorded all this stuff in a, in a very short span of time. Um, I'm going to play something off of uh, my favorite record of his, which is Philosophem, and that came out in January of 96. It was his fourth record, but it was recorded in 93. So he was already in prison uh, when this was released, but it was recorded back in 93. I love this one because of the distorted vocals. I love uh, the long songs, uh, just the, the 
over-the-top fuzz on the guitars. And uh, while there's some, it's not a perfect album, there's some crap towards the end of it. Uh, the first few tracks of this album are so good that it, it that alone makes it my favorite uh, favorite album. But um, but yes, it was released in January '96 through uh, Misanthropy Records, and um, I'm gonna play probably one of his most famous tunes that we've probably heard a million times. But it's just one of those things where I don't think I've played Burzum on the podcast before, maybe one other time. But um, it's just one of those things that felt kind of mandatory. Like I have to play this at some point, and it's a song that even as old as it is, I still love it. Uh, the song is Dunkel Height, and that's the one that he there's a music video for and stuff but um, this song the use of those little keyboard accents just makes the song like the 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 riffs are so simple and they're so great but um, those little keyboard accents just bring it to another level and make it uh, all the more memorable but I love this tune as much now as when I first heard it so I'm sharing it with you guys I'm sure you've all heard it plenty of times as well so I'll be back in uh, maybe maybe two weeks maybe one week we'll see but I've got my uh, songs picked and ready to go for the next episode, so uh, so I'll get I'll get cracking on it. So until then, everybody stay safe out there, and I'll see you when I see you. So off of Philosophem, this is Bursum with Dunkelheit. Cheers. <laughs>